Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Remember that book a few years back, co-written by a young boy named Alex, who was in a car wreck and ended up in a two-month coma. He said he spent that time being a tourist in heaven, observing miracles, angels, and life beyond this world. Apparently, somewhere along the way, he grew a conscience because he later recanted his testimony. This is just one example of people who have seen the light, literally, and started their journey to heaven just to be called back to this old dark world. How should we deal with these near-death experiences when we read glowing reports of them happening? Let's ask Dr. Jennings that question today. He's with us via Skype. Dr. Jennings, give us some guidance. What do we need to know? I think we can all agree that there are reports from individuals of these types of experiences. So we're not going to argue whether people have experienced something strange and unusual and reported it. I think we just need to acknowledge those experiences have occurred. The question is, though, how do we interpret the meaning of that and our presumptions and our biases and beliefs before we actually get to the experience will inform how we determine that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I mean by that is, What do you believe about the nature of the human being? The Bible teaches that we are an embodied being. We have three parts, but the three parts are an integrated organism, a body, a mind, and a spirit. The body is the physiology. I think we all get that. And and here's my understanding of those three. The body analogous would be the hardware of a computer, the actual machine, including your brain tissue that you can touch. Mm -hmm. The uh, spirit and the Greek New Testament is pneuma from where we get pneumonia or pneumatic, and it means breath or wind or, or breath of life. And it would be analogous to the electricity or the energy in the computer. And then the Greek word for soul is psyche from where we get psychiatry and psychology. And it would be analogous to your computer software. What is it that makes your computer unique from every other computer is not the hardware, not the electricity. It's all the pictures and programming and unique memory and information you've stored on that. Mm -hmm. That would be the psyche or the soul. And so in order to have an operational computer, you need hardware, Mm -hmm. you need software, Mm -hmm. and you need energy. Two out of those three, you have a non-operating, non-functional computer. And human beings are the same way, as I understand it. All three are required for function. Now, you can have a piece of hardware that's not functioning without any software on it. Mm-hmm. You can have a body that's not functioning. Mm-hmm. You can also have electricity that's not working inside an organism or inside a computer. You can have software stored on a CD-ROM mm-hmm. that is not functioning. So we can have these three separate elements, but to have an actual living human functioning human being, it's embodied. They're all integrated together. At death, There's a disintegration, disintegration, disintegration of these three elements. And so what's happening in a near-death experience, it's supposed, it's purported that some aspect, and people argue different ways, the soul or the spirit is now disconnected from the body and is operated in some other aspect of our universe outside its body and still functioning. Well, I don't think there's any either scientific or biblical evidence that that is actually true. And here's why I say that. But they'll say, well, how can you say that? There's reports. They're seeing things. They're doing things. Yes, but 
have they had necrosis? Now, what's necrosis? Necrosis means that the brain is actually atrophied or withered away. It's it's no longer. It's not just that it's not functioning. It's that the cells have died. Mm. Cellular death. Mm. Okay. And I have never seen one case. The boy in a coma or any other person who had their heart stop. Heart stopping is not death. Mm-hmm. We do heart transplants on people and their heart isn't beating for hours during the surgery, but they're not dead. So heart stopping is not death. It's brain cellular decay is what real individual death happens. And there's no cases that I know of in which the brain has actually died and rotted away. Mm-hmm. And then we've had a resurrection. Mm-hmm in which they've come back and talked about what they experienced during the time that they were dead. The few cases in scripture of that happening, Lazarus, if you remember, died. And when they went up to the tomb, sister says, oh, it stinks in there. It means the body is now necrotic. It's rotting. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was resurrected. But there are no reports in scripture that he had anything to tell about anything that happened while he was dead because it requires an integrated being for there to actually be functional operations happening. How do we explain the near-death experiences then? Because something is happening to them, but it's happening in a brain that hasn't yet died. Now, does that mean that we have capacities for perceiving and seeing things beyond our body? Yes, we do. How many prophets in Scripture Mm -hmm. uh, had visions where they saw things that were not happening in their body? But their living body was the place where those ideas and perceptions and sounds and sights were being registered. And so it wasn't happening in a dead body, but they were seeing things on a, Paul talks about being taken into the third heaven, but his body was not necrotic. Mm So in my view, it still requires a functional body for a person to have any processing going on at all. So I don't think there's any evidence of a functional operational element, solar spirit, that has conscious, interactive understanding without a living body. So would you, would you uh, say that these near-death experiences are basically like a dream? Is that what you're saying? Okay, no, that's a very interesting thing because uh, research has actually shown a study done at the University of Virginia with 58 people found that near-death experiences can be as innocuous as simply passing out or fainting. Another study done by a uh, University of Kentucky by Kevin Nelson hypothesized and found that near-death experiences are something called REM intrusion. And what REM intrusion, REM is when you're doing dream sleep. And I don't know if you know this, but when you're doing dream sleep, your body is paralyzed while you're dreaming so that when you're dreaming, you might be running, jumping, and doing all kinds of stuff in your dream so that you're not actually doing that in the bed and hitting your partner or whatever (laughs) you're doing. So your body is paralyzed uh, or disconnected from acting out motor in your physical body, those things you're dreaming. Dreaming about. Mm-hmm. Some people have what's called REM intrusion where they actually wake up, but they're still in REM sleep and they're experiencing their dreams in consciousness and their body still remains paralyzed. And so they have this sensation that they're in a you know transient state between life and death. Another study was done at a clinic in Berlin, Germany, in which they had volunteers hyperventilate to the point of having this euphoric out-of-body near-death experiences just from severe hyperventilation where it caused a pH shift in the tissues of their brain.
Well, Dr. Jennings, when someone like this, Alex, did this and, and people read his book and they wanted to know what's going on like that, there seems to be a need in us to say, yes, we, we validate what we believe by this child's experience. We validate that there is a God out there because look at this near-death experience. So it's not just simply an event that happens for someone. Those who hear about it say, yeah, that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm right and most of the world is wrong and there is a God and he's waiting for me. What happens yeah. to us when we build our beliefs on such things? Yeah, it sets us up for, I think, being disappointed and discouraged when evidence contradicts those types of stories. Mm-hmm. But if we go to the scripture, we're never never disappointed because everything I've just described does not diminish our belief in God, our belief in a hereafter, our belief in a spirit, our belief in a soul. And in fact, it makes it much more credible because it's absolutely now consistent with our information science. Paul actually describes this when he talks about the resurrection in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, when he talks about Christ returning, and he says in one passage that Christ brings with him those who have fallen asleep, and the dead in Christ rise first. And so here we have the same dead coming down out of heaven that Paul describes being in a state of sleep, meaning they're not consciously aware, they're not interacting, but they're also coming up out of the ground. How can this be? Uh, Imagine this scenario. Somebody has your laptop computer and they're threatening to destroy it, but you have a complete copy of the hard drive. All the information is backed up on a cloud server. You might say, I'm not afraid of the one who can destroy the hardware, but can't destroy the software. Jesus in Matthew 10, 28 says, don't be afraid of the one who can destroy the body, hardware, but can't destroy the soul, software. Mm -hmm. See, when we trust God, our individualities, our soul, our psyche, our person, our software is safe and secure on the heavenly servers called the Lamb's Book of Life. And when Christ returns, he brings with him all those individualities, all those identities that are stored there and downloads them into a brand new upgraded hardware, we get it, we, this morta- mortal puts on immortality, right. and reason us the breath of life and we live again. This is the integrated biblical approach, and we can have absolute confidence in that, but we can also have peace knowing that our loved ones who preceded us in death are not in heaven being tormented because a woman who dies in a car wreck at age 23 doesn't in heaven have to watch her daughter be molested by some person down the road or a man, et cetera, et cetera. She doesn't have to see those things because she's not the to protect them, and that child gets adopted out, et cetera, et cetera. All the horrors that happen to our loved ones on earth, our loved ones in heaven are not up there watching that and uh, and being tormented. They're, they're at peace. Wow. Dr. Jennings, what you're telling us here is very hopeful, that those of our loved ones who have passed on, God has their hard drive. God has everything there is to know about them, and he's going to bring it and plug it back into a new, improved body. That has got to be good news for every person, and we need to let the world know that, because the world has a very different concept of what's going to happen in that future day, wouldn't you say? Right. Yes, exactly. But so how I handle people who have near-death experiences, I validate that they had a real-life experience. Most of them haven't made it up. They're not fraudulent like the case that you gave. Most of them had something very real. If it helps them have a closer relationship with God, uh, I'm sure Paul's vision when he went into heaven helped him with his closer relationship with God. So I don't devalue that. I just don't believe it could have happened if their body had been truly necrotic and dead. It was happening because they were near death, but yet their body was still living. It seems to me that I hear you saying how important it is that we, as we go through this life, 
give a special attention to and care for greatly our body, our soul, and our spirit. We need to guard all three. Am I right in saying that? We do need to guard all three. And one of the ways we guard our mind, our soul, our psyche, our individuality is by not letting lies mm. and false beliefs take root into what we think. Yes. And so we want to be lovers of truth and we want to learn how to, it says in Hebrews 5.14, the mature are those who have developed by practice the ability to discern the right from the wrong. We want to exercise our mental faculties, weigh out the evidences and come to healthy conclusions that are consistent with scripture and science and real life experience that all three are harmonizing. And this presentation uh, that we've put forward today shows how we can be consistent with all three and not have contradictions. Mm. I just want to make sure that my body, the physical part of me, and my spirit, the power that God has given me to live, is spending its time filling my soul, that hard drive, with truth, as Dr. Jennings says, and with good things and positive thoughts, so that when I am reconnected with it someday, all the good, all the wonderful, all the sweet things that I have discovered in this world will be there waiting for me to enjoy for eternity. This is very, very good news, Dr. Jennings. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Yep. And listener. Comeandreason.com is the website. Dr. Jennings has resources there galore. He's got books, he's got videos, he's got radio programs, these, he's got uh, other resources and blogs and, and just filled with material that you need to find this new view of God, new view of our place in this universe, all at commonreason.com. I advise you to go there and enjoy yourself. I know I do almost on a weekly basis. Until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>